I think as men, I can speak for myself and I believe that many men share a similar approach. We kind of just keep going. Like that's kind of the male culture, especially that has been pervaded and that has even just been pressed on us. It's just, you just keep going. We don't really stop and sit with ourselves and ask ourselves questions. And listen, if you don't process your emotions, right. it doesn't matter. They're going to come out, period. And I think that that's one of the things that we don't always understand. Many times we think that by not addressing a thing, we're controlling the thing. But by not addressing the thing, we're allowing it to control us. You are listening to Naked and Exposed, the podcast, season three, where we discover the power behind our voice, own our stories, and make it look good. I'm your host, Jenna. All right, what is up, you guys? Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. I don't know what episode this is, but I think you do because you've been listening to all of them. So I definitely appreciate you joining us on today, but on this day. We have a special guest, you guys, and you know him from the second season. And if you went to the showcase, you are familiar with his sound because he's been a part of all three of them. And so I just want to introduce to you guys, David Johnson. What's up? What's up? What's up? So grateful to have you on today. How have you been, first and foremost? Ma'am, it's been a challenging week to be honest, but it's good. It's a week full of lessons. And so I'm grateful to be adopting the perspective to see the other angle of challenge. So I am well, God is good, and I am learning. And if you're learning, you're growing. So I'm winning. <laughs> week of challenges. You so, know something about well, that, don't you? Well, I know a lot. Yes. <laughs> but I guess it's interesting because yesterday we all got hit with some bonker news. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I think for me, I knew something was about to happen in a sense of I couldn't go to sleep. I'm like, God, why am I still up? Like, what is this? Like, why do I feel this sense of just something's not right? And then I was going through Insta stories and I saw the picture and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know I'm not tripping. And then you click on the picture and it's with insurmountable grief. And I'm like, no, 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 wait a minute. And I bring that up because I think it's just befitting to kind of discuss that in this. And I think you're the best person to talk about it with because Chadwick showed a capacity of showing up that I don't even know if I would have had the strength to do. It says that he was diagnosed with cancer in 2016. So that means every movie since 2016 that has been Black Panther for one. I love 21 Bridges. I didn't get to see the Avengers and I haven't seen the last one that he previously did, but it's like this man showed up in the midst of his pain and nobody knew the world didn't know because you know, the media in this day and age, if they get a hold of something, they're blasting it. And I just even think that speaks to just the magnitude and the power of the Lord. Because if I read correctly, he was a believer. And so for me, it was like, this one's different. This death was different for me because it's like, because he was a believer, the narrative looks different. And so just leading with that, I guess my first question for you is like, what encourages you to keep going and to keep showing up? That's a great question. And I just love how you routed Chadwick's situation into it. 
I have not been super present on much this week. So I literally found out this morning. So it's very fresh for me. But I think when you look at his example, when I watch him and watched him, his passion for what he did, but also just, I believe that, and not knowing much about him, just what I discern from his being is that there's a sense of balance with a guy like Chadwick. I don't think that he was too overly consumed by his responsibility. And I think for me, if I'm going to be someone that can keep showing up, I have to not be consumed by my responsibility. Because if you're consumed by it, eventually it's going to literally wring you out like a dish rag. And then you're not going to want anything to do with it. And you see that with so many examples of great people who show up, they arrive. I was talking to, I don't know who I was talking to. I think it was the worship team on Thursday about, I want to last, Janae. Like, I don't want to just arrive. I don't want to just pop on the scene. I'm here. People know about me for however long. I mean, that's not really my motivation anyway. But I don't want to just show up. I want to last. And I think that that showing up again and again and again is lasting. And it's a function of not being consumed by what you're responsible for. You want to be faithful to it. But in order to be faithful to it, you got to be healthy. And so I think balance for me, it's about knowing why I do what I do, but also making sure that I have expressions for the fullness of who David is that are able to be expressed, that are able to be lived in and lived out outside of just this realm that I'm responsible for. Right. No, that is amazing. I mean, I think whenever you speak, you just drop nuggets. <laughs> and I was writing because for me, I think showing up looks different in the moment. I think that you hit on something where you said, I don't want to just show up, but I want to keep showing up and showing up and showing up. And so that hits on like consistency. And I yes. think in, in each moment, I recognize an area that needs to be cultivated. So in this moment, I'm like, okay, Janae, in order to be a better listener, because that's something that you taught me, I think the last conversation we had, in order to be a better listener, you have to be better at asking questions. Well, I suck at asking questions. And that is very evident in how just in some things that I'm starting to notice. And so I'm writing down because I want to exercise that advice and implement it. And so you said that you want to be faithful and healthy. Can you share with us just that process of remaining healthy and remaining faithful and even defining what faithful and healthy means? Because I know that definitions are different based off of people's experiences and upbringing. So 100% accurate. So to define healthy, let's start with that one, because I think in order to be faithful, you got to be healthy. I think that faithfulness is a product of your health. So health has kind of the simple definition, which is there has to be a level of stamina and there has to be a level of ability, right? So if you are healthy, it means that you're going to be able to be relatively consistent and you're going to be effective, right? So for me, what healthy means in a purpose sense or in a life sense, it is making sure that the multiple elements of who I am have the opportunity to live and to breathe and to grow and to be invested in. And I think that a lot of times where people lose their health is they literally become the one thing that people know that they do, right? So like for you, you are a phenomenal spoken word artist, you're a phenomenal poet, but that's not all that you are. And if your entire life was centered around developing this one aspect of yourself, not to say that there isn't a primary expression, but when we don't give life to the other elements of who we are, you're a family person, you're a great friend, 
You're a conversational list. You're a communicator. You're a relationship type person. If those elements were just, well, no, I can't do any of that because I have to do this. Right. Then the development of yourself that brings a balance to what you produce would not be there. And eventually what you produce would stand on shaky ground. And when right. those elements of your life continue to crumble because they're not being developed, it impacts what you can actually output. Right. And so I think that being healthy is making sure that you know yourself well and you give yourself space to be all that you are. I'm a musician. I am in ministry. I do a lot of things, but I love to talk. I love people. I love fellowship. I learn in fellowship. I love to sit in the quiet I love to. So all of these different elements of what comprises David have to have the chance to be healthy and to be stewarded. And then the faithfulness piece, to me, I think you nailed it. Faithfulness is consistency. Faithfulness is being in a space where when it's time to show up, I don't just show up with my gift. I don't just show up with what I can do, but I show up with my heart. I show up with my mental presence. Like I'm actually able to be engaged in what I'm doing because every element of my person has the opportunity to be expressed. Listen, sir. You said, <laughs> I don't just show up with my gift. O-M-G. And just give me a second, guys. I will circle back around in a second because I got to get this part out. But he said that health is making sure that the multiple elements of us are well. And so in order for those to be well, we have to know who we are. And the only way, and I think at this point, if you made it to season three, and if you are a new kid on the block, then just hear me and hear me clearly. The only way to know who you are is to know who God is. And I'm talking Jesus Christ. Like I'm not talking the stars, the moons. I'm not talking rock crystals. I'm not talking chakras or yogas, because I think a lot of people don't know. The word says that we perish from a lack of knowledge and it's the lack of knowing God and his wisdom. And it's this reality that even with this yoga culture that's starting to really pick up, that yoga cannot be separated from the spiritual practice that it originated from. Yoga is a spiritual practice. And we in the Western culture cannot take it and repurpose it to make it fit into what we are comfortable with. But we have to surrender and submit to God and his infinite wisdom so that he can reveal to us truth. And as he reveals to us truth, Then in return, we learn who we are because we are a reflection of him. And so we have to know ourselves well and give ourselves space and grace to be who we have been called to be because we are so much more than who we think we are in this moment. And circling back to you saying that we don't just show it with our gifts, like we are not just our gifts. I think for me, For so long, I identified as just being a graphic designer. And then when I started to explore poetry and I started to recognize, oh, I like politics or even just the little things about my personality where I can just walk in a room and and talk to anybody and not feel uncomfortable, not realizing like not everybody has that ability to just walk up to people and start speaking because of whatever they have experienced. It became like this tug of war between who I was supposed to be and who I was settling for. And it's like, you don't know that you're settling until something comes and disrupts your comfort zone. And my comfort zone, if I can be honest, has been disrupted for the last three years because it's like, 
and you know this, David, but if you're listening, like strongholds are toxic patterns. It's just a pattern. Like if you take a step back and I even challenge you to kind of write down some things that you notice that happen every time this year or every time during a certain part of the year or just ways in which you respond or how your family members respond. But strongholds are these toxic thought patterns. And in order for it to be uprooted, we have to meet it with truth. Well, I keep trying to identify as a graphic designer and it's not even a conscious thing. It's because it's been so ingrained, it's like an onion, like it has to constantly be peeled back until it's completely gone, okay? And just like when you cut an onion, you cry, well, guess what? When you're peeling back layers, you're crying or you have to process through those emotions. But my point here is, you guys, that it's a process and sometimes you will revert back to some old ways, but you have to give yourself grace to at least go through the process to build up the fortitude so that for once and for all, you no longer return back to where you once were. And I just think this is so important, David. And again, I just think you're like the best person to talk about this because I think we all do it. I'm just grateful for this space and just grateful to have this conversation with you where you can give your wisdom on how to be faithful and how to not identify by our gifts because you are a man of many talents and many gifts. I mean, at this point, you guys, by the time you're listening to this, his website will be officially launched. So please head over to David Johnson II because he is the second.com and just check out what he's doing and the services that he's providing as a coach, especially for millennials in this season, especially millennial men to all my men who are listening to this podcast because I did a survey and had no clue that as many men listen to me as women did. And I want to challenge you men and going back to even the death of Chadwick and just the tumultuous year we have had emotionally in 2020. If there is one thing that you are to learn from 2020 is that time is now and time is now for us to process our emotions. And men, I challenge you to get connected with men, especially like David, who will help you walk through this mental an emotional battle that you face on a daily basis because I don't know that side. I can only speak from what I deal with as a woman, but I challenge you to utilize the resources that are in front of you so that we as individuals together can become better for the kingdom because we started and did the work today. And so David, I think if you could just talk about the importance of processing through emotions. That's huge. Yeah, let's go with that. That is so huge today. Oh my gosh. So I think as men, I can speak for myself and I believe that many men share a similar approach. We kind of just keep going. Like that's kind of the male culture, especially that has been pervaded and that has even just been pressed on us. It's just, you just keep going. We don't really stop and sit with ourselves and ask ourselves questions. And listen, if you don't process your emotions, Right. It doesn't matter. They're going to come out, period. And I think that that's one of the things that we don't always understand. Many times we think that by not addressing a thing, we're controlling the thing. But by not addressing the thing, we're allowing it to control us. It's something that we just don't realize. So for us, many times emotions come out in particular ways. And so we assume that we understand it, right? We assume that, okay, I didn't like what you said to me, so I got angry, and this was my response, right? But we don't ask ourselves, but why did that particular statement cause in me the response that it did? And what we will learn about ourselves in taking the time to process those emotions 
it will surprise you. I'll give you a personal example. My father and I actually have a very good relationship when you compare it to the very sad reality that many fathers and sons don't have that in our country, which breaks my heart all the time. My dad and I have a reasonably good relationship, but it was in sitting down and really thinking about why is it, David, that when you're around strong men, you have this tendency to shrink back and be quiet? Why is it that when there are people that are older than you, that are in a particular function, in a particular space, and you're put in a space with them for a reason, why is it that you feel like you need to sit back? Why is it that you feel like your particular contribution doesn't have the same level of value? And it was in recognizing that when I really sat with it and started thinking about that and processing what I was feeling those moments, I discovered that my father's strong personality and my tendency not to push against it created this thought that I don't really have the same level of efficiency, the same level of content, and the same level of efficacy that these particular people do. So it made shrinking back easy. And if I didn't sit to ask myself those questions, I would not have had the tools to say, wait a minute, my contribution is valuable. I may only be 30 years old, but what I carry is stuff that 50 and 60 year old men don't know. And what 50 and 60 year old men don't have. That doesn't make me better than them. It makes my contribution necessary. And so for us as men, if we don't stop, sit and ask, why did that make me upset? Why did that cause this response? Why is it that when they said this, I could literally feel heat in my body. If we would sit down and take the time, we would start to recognize that there's a root that needs to be pulled up so that I can fully become who I'm supposed to be. And you said something so profound earlier. If we don't do this, we will become a version of ourselves that we think is us and it's really not. Come on. Yeah. So I will think, well, I'm just an angry person. No, I'm not. I'm hurt. There's something in me that's mixed up and confused and I'm responding to it because I don't fully understand it. Right. Right. And we will make assumptions, especially as men, we will assume that this is just who I am. This is just the way that I am. And we will live in bondage for the totality of our lives, not recognizing that by taking the time to ask why the answers and then the path to freedom will become very clear. Ask why ask that's it why. ask why you guys and ladies because when i say you guys i'm really talking to all of us we have to do the work the time that's is it. now it's now like you see i'm like kind of <laughs> lost for words because i don't know what else to say to stress the importance that the time is now that we will no longer buckle under the pressure of generational trauma that was never meant for us to carry some of us deal with seasonal yeah. depression some of us have body aches or things that you can notice that your mother or father deal with that's because there has been this trauma within especially within the black community that has been passed down yes and we are seeing it manifest in our bodies and yes. guys, listen, because by not addressing the problem or the root, we're allowing it to control us where we think that, oh, by pushing it to the side, I'm in control. Like, I'm going to numb this pain. I'm not going to let it bother. Well, the truth is, it's actually festering under the surface and it's just waiting for that one moment. Like, you know, when you're walking down the hallway and you accidentally hit your toe and you're just like, where did this wall come from? Or where did this whatever you hit your toe on come from? Because you didn't see it before you hit it. Like, it's just like that. It just takes a moment for it to trigger and you just lose it in a sense. Speaking from experience, I think for me, corrective experiences are important. Healing is instrumental for the health of our future, but it's also instrumental to be done 
within community, that you want to be surrounded by like-minded individuals who will help us together grow to become because we know that iron sharpens iron. And so one of the things that David even said a few minutes ago as he was reflecting with his dad and how he kind of shrunk back was that in the revelation of recognizing who he was, he realized that what makes him different is the unique contribution that was needed for this generation now. And I think just who he is and the snippet that you guys have gotten on season two and this upcoming season, I think you can even listen to the growth. Like David, like your growth, sir, I think we talked about it not too long ago, but your growth is so commendable. And I just thank you. I think your friendship to me brings healing because for me, one of the areas that God is just challenging me on is like having healthy male friendships that are rooted in Christ. But I think yours is even another dynamic because you are married. And for me growing up, just to be honest and transparent, if a man was married, you stay away. Like there's no friendship. But that's because all we saw was unhealthy marriages. All we saw were people who weren't committed and submitted to God. So they dealt with spirits of lust or perversion. But you guys, that's not kingdom and that's not reality. Healthy is healthy and friendships are vital, whether they're married or single. But the truth is I'm friends with David and his wife. And one of these days I'm going to have to bring Jasmine on because she has a story to tell. Okay. And I think that is the importance of all of this is like, you got to take a step back and look at everything, like everything, even the stuff that you don't even think you need to look at. We have to look at it because there has been so much false and perverted things that has been taught to us because hurt people hurt people. And if you don't heal, you just pass it on. So David, I want to ask you this last question. So I am totally in love with the, we are not really strangers game. And so one of the questions says, and this is not sponsored. You guys, I just love it. Okay. What title would you give this chapter of your life? (laughs) That's a great question. To be honest, I think I would give this chapter of my life the title, Learning to Love the Journey. Wow. And I say that because, and I mean, it's coming out of me, Janae, almost any time I talk to anybody about anything. Like this thing, and I really believe that this is going to help somebody listening to this podcast. There is this constant theme, both in the body of Christ and outside of it, of I haven't gotten there yet. This theme of this gonna help um, me. Listen, I'm not there. I gotta get there. Or I'm trying to remember exactly how it's been phrased. Oh, I'm not supposed to still be here. Like this whole process of right. where I am is wrong, and it's been breaking my heart because something that God has really been dealing with me about is David. You are assuming that I am waiting for you at right. the destination when I'm literally standing with you on the way to it. There's a scripture in Deuteronomy. I don't remember exactly where it is. I think it might be 31.6, where basically it says, it is the Lord that goes before you and is with you. Come on. At the same time, that's who we serve. He didn't just go ahead of you and is waiting. Okay, I wish Janae would hurry up and get to this destination because when she gets over here, then I'm going to give her all of these things. No, he has those for you right now 
on the path. And we get so destination focused. We get so destination centered that we miss God in the journey. And then we get frustrated because it's like, man, why am I not there? Well, it's because you haven't started journeying yet. We're doing all of this stuff. We're taking steps. We're taking classes. We're taking master classes. I got to learn how to do this. I got to start doing that. And all of that stuff is good. But learning to be able to say, God, I love the journey. I love walking with you. You're not waiting for me at my destination. I get to walk with you to it. And we have to learn to value walking with him to the destination more than getting to the destination because he's not just waiting for us there. And so I think for my personal life, I'm just learning how to enjoy getting up each day and saying, God, what do you need from me today? Yeah. It's not about next week. It's not about before I can launch this particular thing. It's got to look like this. I have to have all of this kind of training. Y'all, Janae referenced my website. Y'all, if I was really in my flesh, I would be terrified. I'm not ready. I don't know this yet. I haven't. Right. You know what? What I have it's can help bad. somebody. And if I can give what I have, God can give me more. Come on. Listen, it's a real thing. But a lot of us are waiting until we have everything. And if you have everything, then where's room for God? If you had everything to do, if you had everything you needed to do everything that you're supposed to do right now, where would you find God? Where's the room for him to do what you can't do? And so I'm learning that every day I just get to wake up and say, God, in this journey of becoming, right? In this journey, I'm not arrived. I'm not the best at this yet. I haven't gotten all of the things down that I want to get down, but I can give what I have and keep my hands open so that I can receive more and each day move closer to the destination, knowing that I'm walking with the one who is the reason that I'm on the journey at all. Yeah. So, okay, God, have your way. (laughs) It's so funny because I feel like this happened with Mama Chandra. I was like getting ready to close up and God was just like, ha ha, you thought, okay? And one of the things that we talked about was showing up with God, that everything has to be done with God and your journey and the chapter of your life in this season is echoing showing up with God. But one of the things that you said that reminded me of something that I wrote back in March and it says success is the journey, not the destination. Allow yourself to enjoy the process in between the word and a couple of God's promises. Arrival is a construct of time. Truth is, by the time we reach one promise, we'll be en route for the next one. See God in it, but become better because of him. And it's like, for me, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, God. Like, it just shows you that God is consistent and he's faithful. Like, he's constantly echoing the same things because he's never changing. He's always present. And he's just like, okay, yes. this time my children are going to get it. Okay, this time my children are going to get it. Okay. Yes. My, I truly believe, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I truly believe that God has hope in us. I think his Come nature on. is hopeful. I don't think his nature is like, oh my gosh, like what are they doing today? I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that he has emotions and he may be sad at a lot of the stuff that's not in his nature or he does not want to happen because God is good. Like he's not bad. And we know that sin is in this world. And because of Adam and Eve, given the authority or Adam, let's be clear, because given authority to the enemy that we now have to suffer the repercussions of the sin. But in God's goodness, he sent a son on to die a death that he did not deserve to become our sins, to become the curse so that we could have everlasting life and experience this eternal hope and this internal joy. And if God is hope, even in the midst of this uncertainty, even in the midst of what in the world is happening, God, in 2020, 
God is yeah. still here. He's still present and he still wants us to have our hope. I just think listening to you, like you're just full of hope. I think you just exude hope. And I don't know if that could be something that you are working on internally. Cause I know like sometimes what we exude outwardly may not be what's really happening internally. I mean, we could use Chadwick for an example, like this man just showing up in hope and just, I'm getting real passionate because it's just mind boggling what a human can do in the midst of suffering. And suffering may not necessarily always result to cancer, but suffering is suffering depending on whatever the call is on our lives and the legacy that we are called to leave. But can I jump in on something you said real quick? Please, please. I just love what you said about hope when you just kind of walk through the gospel because God believed in us so much that he sent himself to die. He sent Jesus to die with no assurances that we would respond. That part jacks me up. God knows the future. Yes, okay. But if you literally think through it, the scripture in Romans that I always go back to is it says when we were yet without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. And then it kind of, I'm going to paraphrase, it says, if you're a good person, somebody might die for you. If you're a terrible person, nobody's going to die for you. But God commended his love to us in that while we were yet sinners, he died. So there's this whole concept of while we were literally saying, I don't care a thing about you, he believed. He's like, you know what? Somebody's going to respond. I still believe that they're going to respond. I still believe that they're going to receive this. So I'm going to do it anyway. Right. So when it comes to hope, you're spot on in first Corinthians 13, when it talks about love, right. And all this stuff, one of the things I love this phrase, I heard this as you were talking, the reason why love never fails, which is that last verse of first Corinthians 13, the reason why love never fails is because love never quits. The reason love never fails is because love never quits. And he always hopes he always believes he's always like, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. And the reason that he finds himself right is because he doesn't quit. How many things would we find out that the dream that we have is right because we didn't quit? This is reminding me of the verse in Romans. And yes, y'all can't see because y'all are just getting the audio of this. But David can see me flipping through my Bible. Flip, baby, flip. Because it's in (laughs) Romans and I know it. I think it's Romans and it's highlighted in here. It's Romans 5, 1 through 5. I'm going to just read until I feel led to stop because I feel (laughs) therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person through perhaps for a good person. One would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I didn't even know look at God y'all because he dropped this in my spirit and like Romans 5 just go your homework for today because I feel like we gave you a lot of homework on today (laughs) so just to recap your homework make sure you read Romans 5 and meditate on it spend time with it dissect it ask the Lord to reveal to you truth because this right here I think will just 
give us just hope, hope to keep moving forward, hope to keep showing up despite the uncertainty, guys, process our emotions. If Kobe's death didn't teach us the importance of processing emotions, I pray that Chadwick's death does because no matter if we know them, no matter if we look up to them, no matter how distant they are, grief is grief and you have the right to feel what you feel, but just don't stay there. So, David, I just thank you, 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 thank you for being on today's episode and just lending your wisdom and giving your time to just help us be better people overall when it pertains to just our walk with Christ. So let the people know how they can connect. Yes, you guys can very soon. As Janae said, you'll be able to connect with me on my website, davidjohnsonii.com. In the meantime, I am on Facebook. It is David Johnson Modern Priesthood is kind of the little launch pad that we're going with now. And um, also on Instagram at David Johnson II. So I just try to make sure that what's on there is stuff to encourage you in your journey. That's my heart in this journey to become. I just want you to have what you need to keep going. If you want to reach out by email for something more direct, info at davidjohnsoni.com. But I'm here for you guys and I love you all. And I'm excited for what God's doing in you. Yes, yes, yes. Well, David, again, thank you so much. And you guys, thanks for listening. We'll holla at you soon. Bye. I thank you guys for listening to today's episode. And I'm hoping that you have a journal, that you've taken some notes, that you reflect and process through some of the things that we discussed today on how you can show up with God. I would love to stay connected with you. You can follow me at underscore Janae Carly on Instagram or just visit my website, JanaeCarly.com. Holla. Holla.